Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Wealth Alliance podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I am your host. Oh man, I am super pumped about this guest today. This is a an amazing person. I've just barely gotten to meet him, scratch the surface. So this interview is really going to be one of those opportunities where you develop and create a pretty fascinating dialogue. And you, you know, you want to talk about building relationships. You're going to see firsthand what that looks like because this relationship is still so new. Anyway, a little bit of background on our guest today. This is a gentleman who has done a lot in the coaching arena. He's done a lot with travel hacking. He actually just told me about a recent development in his travel hacking company that uh, are big changes. We may be able to get into that in this episode, but this is somebody that really has a passion and a love for life. And that's why I love being able to interview so many different people because you just see the different dynamics and you see some of the different similarities. You see a lot of the differences, but at the end of the day, there are common trends that happen in different entrepreneurs and just different people in general. And it's fun to be able to see those and bring those to light. So without further ado, let's bring out Johnny Richard to the show. Hello, hello. So my friend, tell me about you. Tell me about me. Let's see, all right. So I'm gonna uh, start with, uh, you know, when I came out of school, I was an IT guy, right? So I uh, was very um, skilled in certain programming languages. And so I was able to get a, a job right out of college. If you remember, uh, for those of you, uh, the go-go 90s, you know, coming out of school, it was awesome because we had a choice of all kinds of different opportunities in the marketplace just because if you could spell IT, they would hire you. Um, and so coming out of college, I had that luxury of having, you know, basically a decision based on, well, what kind of benefits does this company have? Or what kind of benefits does that company have? And so, um, you know, that was an incredible time to be in that industry. And, you know, that was before whole, the whole, you know, year 2000.com bust. And so getting my career started in that industry really provided that launch for me to, um, you know, enjoy uh, this idea of, um, you know, having an initial success and having confidence. And then what happened, right, is uh, probably, which many people here listening might uh, run into is that, you know, I'm climbing up this ladder only to find out that the ladder's leaning against the wrong building. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the problem solving aspect of IT. I'm making some good friends. And what I found, though, is that it just the that fulfilling moment or that fulfilling element in our lives was just missing and so um i ended up meeting my wife uh you know girlfriend at the time and she introduced this idea of going to australia and there's a company out there b-u-n-a-c bunac and uh, for anybody that's under uh, 30 years old they offer um an exchange program where it's not really an exchange program. They offer a, a program that allows you to get a work visa for four months and then you can travel for three months after that. Well, my 
my girlfriend, Michelle, wife now, introduced this idea to me. And I thought, wow, what an amazing opportunity. I was under 30 at the, at the time. I had enough, you know, I had about five to six years experience in IT. And I thought, well, this might be a way for me to just take a break from IT, check out a country that I think always fascinated me. And so, yeah, I, I, um, I quit my job, which scared, scared my parents to no end, um, and uh, packed up all my stuff and, uh, you know, flew to Australia, didn't really have a, a job lined up. It was just a program that allowed you to, you know, have some resources when you're there, uh, but you kind of had to figure it out on your own. And I'm telling you, you know, with what Michelle introduced to me uh, with that program and, and then allowing me to go there and check it out, um, it, was, it was a life-changing moment. So for me, that's kind of a start. And then from there, nothing scared me. And so now, you know, I changed careers into becoming a financial advisor. Uh, my wife and I have taken an around-the-world trip. Um, you know, we have uh, a beautiful uh, eight-year-old boy um, uh, named Axel and going from financial services now going into coaching, it's been an interesting ride and it all stems from this idea of confidence and making choices based on, you know, what's going to be more fulfilling. So um, I'll just summarize it that way. How about, how about that for uh, No, man, that's, an, a, that's an amazing story and that's a fantastic intro. I absolutely love that. So, I mean, I'm sure there were so many ups and downs along this journey. And what would you say has been one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome? Um, yeah, great question. So, you know, the idea of changing careers and this idea of generating income or making money um, has been a fascinating journey for, for me um, personally. And then being a financial advisor, being witness to other people's journeys, right? Getting that a window into how people think about money and some of the actions and decisions that they make and how that affects their financial, um, you know, their financial outcomes and, you know, how they think about money and, and how money affects their decisions. And so for me, some of the, the hurdles really come down, it comes down to, you know, what are we doing in light of trying to generate income or are we trying to generate energy and passion? You know, my wife and I, um, we read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was a game, that was a game changer too. So coming back from Australia, we got really excited about real estate. And so we bought a couple of duplexes, actually a duplex and a triplex. Um, thought that was going to be our path to wealth and freedom only to realize that I am not a handyman and I don't really enjoy even anything about real estate, to be honest. So it really changed the way we looked at it. Well, that's not a path to wealth for us. It's a great path for those that really are into it. But if you're not really all that passionate about it or even enjoy it, um, it became more of a burden and it was a a money suck, right? It, it became a, a pit for us. And so that was a, a, a hurdle that we had to, we had to go through that in order to understand it, right? Because that mm -hmm. book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was such a inspiring book to make us think differently. And that's allowed us to make some changes, but we recognize that just because it's good for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good for us. Right. No, that totally makes sense. So then transitioning back over, I mean, you, you spent time in the financial industry, you spent time in the travel industry. And I really want to talk more about that because you mentioned something super interesting and that was people's relationship to money. And I think, you know, going along with the line of what this podcast is called, you know, wealth reliance and with the message of self-reliant wealth, you know, tell me about some of that experience. Like you saw financials of many different people. What were some of the common trends of the people that kind of understood and had a firm financial grasp? And what was their mindset? I mean, what, what did that look like? 
Awesome question. I love this conversation so much. And so the, the, the common, um, I would say the common traits that I witnessed just anecdotally, right? So I don't, I didn't really track this as, as much as I wish I would have in, in light of where I'm at today, but seeing what, um, what success looked like for many people, it, it was, you know, being really intentional about the dollars and cents that came into the world and then being really intentional about how they spend it. Right. So, um, you know, those that have high incomes oftentimes didn't even think too much about money, which is interesting. Right. So they just kind of had this confidence and this ability to just assume that, yep, we're going to have this money and we don't have to track every last cent, but they were intentional. And, and then I would um, think about some of the clients that I had that had very little income, but because they were so intentional, they were going to make it work. And by being intentional, they increased their income. Nothing that I did, right? It was just more of a, me as an observer and a witness because they were in control and I think they felt confident about the decisions they were making. So, you know, when you talk about that mindset, I think you know, the two things, right, that I just kind of mentioned in being intentional and then also having a confidence. So even though the strategies and the actual actions, right, so those that made a lot of money, I wouldn't say they, they really had even an organized way of tracking their spending, which is kind of crazy because they didn't really need to, but they, they were also very intentional and they were confident that there was going to be more coming. So mm-hmm. that confidence and intentionality, if, if I could bottle that up, um, you know, and, and, and deliver to, to people when they're thinking about money, I think that's going to be a great start for a, a healthy mindset when it comes to money. I don't know if you agree with that or if you know, I absolutely, I mean, I think you mentioned it, right. You know, hit the nail on the head. Like if you have a confidence and understanding, right, it eliminates that scarcity. Whenever we have that scarcity type mindset, it keeps us from being able to grow. It keeps us from being able to see the bigger picture and the bigger vision of what we're trying to accomplish. And then just being intentional about it. It's like, okay, this is, this is the direction in the course that I'm going. This is what I want to stay to. Now, was there any really common traits that you saw with being intentional? I mean, you could say that as a word, but for, you know, really digesting and helping people understand what that means, what would your way to look at that be? Yeah. So specifically, and, and I'll share my personal story with, with my wife and I. So Um, you know, there's a, you know, there's many different software applications out there to help you with, with your money. And one of them, mint.com, right? It's a free, um, a free app out there that allows you to consolidate all your accounts and, and do some automation for you. And we started using that tool after Microsoft money had kind of sunsetted. Mm-hmm. And so what we found though, was mint didn't really have a real strong budgeting feature or a it didn't allow us to be that intentional when it came to spending and then reconciling. And so what we looked for was something that was better than a spreadsheet because if I made a transaction during the day and Michelle's not with me, she's, how do we, how do we, how do we reconcile that if on one file, right? So uh, we needed something that was going to be mobile and, and something that could be updated. And we found YNAB, uh, you need a budget. I don't know if you're familiar with that software. It is, um, that was a life changer or a game changer for us. Um, and I could go down this path and I, I have no affiliation to YNAB, but I am a, a passionate user of it. And you'll find there's a community of very passionate users with that software. Y-N-A-B, you need a budget.com for those that, that want to check it out. Um, they make the whole budgeting process somewhat less painful than it really is in so many other cases. And I know Dave Ramsey, uh, for those Dave Ramsey fans, you know, he has every dollar. And I think 
you know, if you find value in that, it's, it does something similar. Although I, I found personally YNAB to be a little bit more effective in actually setting a budget and then spending just like you would, and then being able to reconcile the differences between what you thought you were going to spend and what you ended up spending. Cause it's never, right. it's never, uh, you're never going to get it right. Right. And right. So, um, so YNAB for me was that way of being intentional. So extending that beyond just our personal story, I think individuals that, um, they have to mind their P's and Q's so they don't have that maybe high income that allows them to be a little sloppy and, and, and less, um, they don't, they don't need to track for those of us that do need to track. I think that would be a really tactical, um, element to add in 2019 is this idea of, of tracking your spending and, and setting that intention of a budget. And I think that's where YNAB is so powerful. I love it, man. Now, that's a great resource. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes uh, for you know everybody listening and double check that. And I'm going to definitely look into that as well. But yeah. you know, when I mean, you mentioned such an amazing thing too, because you know, even, you know, I think about the business application of this, if mm. you don't know where money's going in your business, your money, your business could be making no money and you'd have no idea, right? You know, on paper, yeah. hey, I'm bringing in all this money, but at the end of the day, you could be absolutely, you know, close to zero or be, you know, negative. And yeah. so I think that's just a, a fascinating skill to be able to learn because it transitions into all different aspects of your life, especially if you're trying to start a business as well. Oh yeah. And, and you, you hit it right on the head. You know, you have a business plan, right? You, you are being intentional with that business plan. And when life happens, right, invariably it's going to not always follow that plan, right? There's a, there's, you know, the definition of success isn't the straight line, right? That's not, it's never a straight line. It's a squiggly mess. In fact, I have a, a thing, embrace your squiggly mess, right? Your journey as a business person or as a, as your life, right? The, the whole journey of life is, is designed to be filled with all kinds of, you know, things that get in your path and, and help you really become more clear about what you want. And uh, I think, yeah, having that business plan and that mindset of this is what I'm intending and then being able to be flexible or to be, you know, to, to give yourself maneuverability around those things that do happen and then have appreciation for those things that happen to you and then moving on, right? Like, okay, this happened. This is, may not have been what I wanted, but it's helping me clarify maybe a little bit further what I do need and want and how I can, you know, move beyond this, this challenge that's facing me. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. All right, man. So let's transition a little bit because I do want to talk about some of this travel, you know, going back to your, your trip to Australia. You know, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast want to, on you know, want to go out and travel and see, you know, amazing destinations. You know, most likely um, they're little bit more senior to their life. They have children now. It's a little bit more difficult, but you've created a company uh, that has helped people to become intentional about travel, so to speak. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, my, my, and maybe I didn't mention this, but my wife and I did a, an around the world trip back in 2008. And so we had a chance to, to go to 22 different countries in, in uh, six months and uh, just had an amazing experience. And so we we wanted to do that again, but to your point, right, as, as life happened to us and we, you know, became parents and, you know, we have other responsibilities that come along with that. And, uh, you know, the amount of money that was 
spent on a trip like that um, was not just going to be available to us now as we get older. We, we just knew that the, there were some sacrifices that were there that we may not be able to make now. So how can we afford travel without <laughs> taking off, you know, huge amounts of time from work? And, and so one thing that Michelle, my wife, um, ended up coming across is this idea of travel hacking. And essentially what it is, is being really intentional about how you pay for things. So, you know, in addition to, you know, what we talked about before, where, you know, you kind of have a budget. Um, so we're, we're not advocating spending any more than we're already spending, but instead there's some travel rewards cards out there, especially for business owners that can make these travel benefits um, 10x what you might get back in a cash back card, right? So we all know the cash back card and, and those are really simple and easy and you get cash. And I was, as a financial advisor, man, cash was, yeah, cash is king, right? Right, right. Um, and what my wife was able to introduce to me is that there are some travel uh, rewards out there um, when you use a credit card that is um, aligned with these rewards that can give you so much more than even what a cashback card can be. Now this idea of travel opens up to us. And, and uh, just for an example, are you familiar with the Southwest Companion Pass? Yes. Yep. You are, right? So that Southwest Companion Pass, even the banks have decided and, and Southwest uh, has done, decided this, right? So you can travel on 100 one-way qualifying flights to earn that pass. Well, that's a lot of travel, right? right. Tons. Yeah, tons of travel. And so um, the other way to earn that pass is if you, uh, and right now they have a new credit card deal out there for those that don't have a business. But for those of us that are in business, uh, if you earn 110,000 rapid rewards points, you can earn that Southwest Companion Pass. And there's two credit cards that you can use, a personal card and a business card to help you get to at least 100,000. And then, you know, with your regular spending on personal and business, you can, you can get additional uh, points and qualify for that free travel, basically, um, for your companion. So buy one, get one free uh, flight from, you know, now until the end of 2019 and, and from the end of 2020. So maybe we can put some notes in there. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd like to get some, some notes on that. And you, you, you guys have a, a website and a company that you've built that talks about travel. If somebody wants to check that out, what, what's the best place to do that? Yeah, so we're um, we're going through a rebranding right now. Um, my wife um, is is going to take this concept of of travel uh, hack, and it's called travel hack like a boss. So just travel hack like a boss dot com, and you'll see what's possible in creating ways to get amazing travel experiences without really spending any more than you're already spending either in your business or in your personal life. And so it's just being very intentional because of the way these category bonuses work for businesses, whether you have online advertising or maybe some shipping costs um, that, that come pretty frequently. Um, if you're really intentional about how you pay for those, you can get these travel reward benefits. And even if you're not traveling a lot, you can upgrade your travel right? You can have a VIP experience, you know, business class, first class experience and luxury hotels and, you know, lounges that, you know, allow for a better experience when you're traveling. Um, you know, who doesn't want that? No, absolutely. And I mean, I can totally speak to this too. Last year we did a trip to uh, Hawaii. I think we were there for 12 or 14 days or something like that between my Delta sky miles card. And nice. so we traveled there for free sky miles and then we had, um, because I have a vending machine company, you know, our cash back rewards from Costco and Sam's Club ended up being enough to pay for, you know, the hotel and like the whole experience over there. 
And then I think out of pocket for 12, 14 days, we were only a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks for all the activities we wanted to do. Isn't that amazing? It was nuts. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, this is totally real. You know, I think you nailed it again. Just when you're intentional about living and about life and everything you do, you can find these little hacks that allow you to be able to do those things that you want to do without having to really, you know, worry about anything else or worrying about the big costs or, I mean, that would have been easily a trip that would cost six, 7,000 bucks, but because we were smart and intentional about it, it was much, much more uh, able to manage. And it's so empowering, isn't it? When you, oh, when you yeah, huge. when you know that it, it opens up the world. And so, um, you know, you, you can start thinking differently because now the impact of that travel isn't going to hit your wallet as it would, and, you know, you can imagine, right. A $7,000 vacation that, you know, financially, that's, a, that's a, that's, that's real money. And, and, you know, maybe for those that are, you know, in the millionaire or billionaire space, that's, you know, barely a blip, but you know, for, for those of us that are, you know, starting businesses and, and, and still in the kind of the grind, so to speak, um, you know, that's, those are real dollars and that experience that you had with your family, right? Seven to 14 days. That's a, that's a healthy, that's a healthy vacation. That's awesome. This has been such a fun episode. I'm really, really looking forward to sharing the rest of this interview with you over the next couple of days. As always, make sure to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Also, check out the selfreliantwealth.com website. You can also view these recorded episodes of, uh, you know, a video version of these episodes on YouTube, Self Reliant Wealth. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out at dave at selfreliantwealth.com and or Instagram is a great way to message as well. Thanks so much. Make it a fantastic day. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.